Experience the Jared difference. The best prices on an amazing selection. Select your diamond gift today from hundreds of styles they're sure to love. Jared. Love brilliantly. My name is Tracy Ariel, and I am unapologetically Canadian. Today I'm speaking with Marcel Durand, the class action representative in a case about electromagnetic fields that's uh, being heard uh, this week to find out if it can be approved as a class action suit in Quebec. This is a case against uh, the Mayans and Durand are going up against the Attorney General Canada, Attorney General Quebec, Hydro-Quebec and all of the telecommunications industry and the tourism industry to try and get them to, uh, because it's alleged that they all knew that uh, people would get sick because of their actions. Marcel Durand, um, first let me, let's talk about, uh, uh, you are the, uh, one of the named class action representatives in a case that's happening this week, um, yes. t having to do with um, EMF and the cumulative effects of that. Um, how did you get involved in that? What, uh, what made you uh, decide to represent the class? How did you meet Charles? What, to, what, where, what happened to make you connect to this case? Actually, what happened was a city council meeting in Saint-Andelac where we were opposed to the erection of a tower, namely the Rogers Tower. Uh, the size of the, the unit itself that was installed here is disproportionate for the needs. That's what I think. Second of all, the what happened at city council was uh, we weren't listened to. The objections, if we had any, were, weren't taken into consideration. And the discussion ended there. And that's what decided me. City Council didn't want to hear anything about that. Any objections were uh, debuffed, denied, and uh, basically we were, we were not going to be listened to. Okay, so um, Saint Antilac is the is the location where you live, right? Is it near Ottawa? Yeah, no, not near not near Saint Sauveur. It's Saint Antilac. Ah, uh, okay. Saint Antilac is near Quebec City. Ah, uh, okay. So Saint Antilac, and um, so you. When was this? How long have you been living there? I've been living there since 1986. Bought oh, a okay. house in eight. And so this, like, what what made you uh, get concerned about um, EMF and this particular tower? The tower itself come. The tower itself come after my preoccupation. My preoccupation dates back uh, 1999, 2000. When I was uh, informed of this technology evolving, I personally had a cell phone on back then. And uh, what really got me involved after all these years of research was the fact that the towers were growing up like mushrooms everywhere, and all the technology was transferring to micro. 
and um, learning about microwaves, finding out about microwaves, and getting deeper into the subject, knowing that microwaves, oven, do get you sick, I got concerned. I had lost a lot of sleep when the smart meter deployment started in around 2004-2005. I had a deck phone uh, back then in the house, and the information I had then, I just correlated everything together, and, uh, eliminated the uh, deck phone, eliminated everything that concerned cell phone in the house, and then I started sleeping better, and that's when I was and uh, that something should be done. After the city council meeting, that dates back in 2013, I started to figure out if there could be anything done. And the only thing that was in my mind was um, You're breaking up. What's uh? Darn it. I can't hear you, Marcel. Are you are you there? Yeah. Okay. Now I can hear you. Okay. So, so what started? Just, go ahead. No, no. I, um, you started breaking up as soon as you were talking about um, the getting more sleep. So this yeah. was this was in two thousand and four. Yeah, 2004 and five and six. These three years were pivotal years because. The towers were growing up very fast in the area. So was the smart meters. But no relations were made then. When I understood that smart meters needed towers to communicate and or routers from Hydro-Quebec in their posts, in the poles, I started looking inside the house. And my problem was that I had a deck phone. That's probably why I was Well, What is a deck phone? A deck phone is a phone unit that has no wiring. It only comes in with a wire. It has a base station in the house, and it's a phone that has no wires. Oh, okay. So the entire thing operates on uh, Wi-Fi or, well, something similar to Wi-Fi. Yeah. Okay. So that, having understood that and having eliminated that phone system in my house, Although I found it very practical because I could go outside and get phone calls and do phone calls and so on. It prevented my sleep, and I understood that the base unit was emitting too much and too fast and too too strong of a uh, radiation that once it was cut cut off, when I, once I threw it out in the garbage, really, I started sleeping better. In two thousand. 2006, 2007, 2008, the towers were growing much faster in the area, and I got involved left and right, starting to uh, my deputy, uh, the uh, city council, uh, nobody was really interested, and it was all in my mind, and then I started to get really suspicious, because I'm not a stupid guy. I don't like to be taken for a fool. And I don't like people telling me that it's all in my head. I don't do that to people. I don't expect anybody to do it for me. So my curiosity and my suspicion grew 
unfortunately, to the evolution of this system. Now, what you have to understand is once you understand the technology, once you understand what it is all about, that there are uh, consequences, uh, medical, uh, psychological, uh, environmental consequences. Uh, that is, that's when it got serious with me. What also triggered uh, my opposition to all this microwave technology was that Hydro-Quebec seems to be carrying microwaves in their power line. Now, that being said, a power line, a high power transmission line was built on my road, on my street, and I had my workshop underneath it. And in 2008, 2007, I was diagnosed with a, a lymphocytic leukemia, chronic lymphocytic leukemia. And I asked my doctor what can cause that, and his answer was the environment. It's a very general answer that I got from my doctor. He wasn't more specific than that. So consequently, I sort of said to myself, if the power lines are doing this, a year later, my neighbor in front of my street in front of my house, on the opposite side of the street, died of a cancer, a general cancer. Two years later, the neighbor on the upside of my street, right beside me, she died of a general cancer also. Of which kind of cancer? A general cancer. I, I'm not, I don't have any details. It's all in their family, but right. she also two years later. A year later... The neighbor on my down on the downside of my of my house, her trees caught up on fire where the line, the high power line, made a junction with the other power line for Saint Anne de Lac. All the trees spontaneously caught fire, and there's an intervention. The police came, hydro came, fire department. And uh, that was that until two years later. Now, we're talking about 2014, 2013, I, I don't remember. Um, she, her, she there, there, it was a couple who owned that house where the fire happened. She had four suicide attempts in the same year before they decided to sell the house. Wow. So all that put together, uh, I had met Charles through the phone, Charles O'Brien through the phone. What do you mean through the phone? Well, I heard of Charles uh, being involved in this kind of a, uh, a lawsuit for somebody else in the Eastern Township, farmer, who had a pork farm. And uh, the power line from Hydro-Quebec was above the, the, what do you call that place where they raise ports? Uh, in oh. French, it's a porcherie. I don't know how you say it in English. Uh, 
Oh, okay. Well, where the, okay. anyway, it's a, um, yeah, I can't remember what it's called either. <laughs> anyway, where the, where the pigs live. <laughs> yeah, where the pigs live. Right above that, the line, the hydropower line, high tension line, did a sharp turn. And uh, she noticed that the, floor, the piglets were uh, getting affected. Misformation, uh, aggressivity, aggressivity to the fight, to the, to, you know, to, to kill. And uh, Charles, I heard through Andrew Mikowski, was involved in this kind of litig litigation. So I started calling Charles about this, and then I had the idea of a, of, a, of the lawsuit, and we got it going from there. No, so that was what 2014 or 2015? 2013. Oh, 2013. Okay. And 2014, before we started getting serious about talking. That's the, and that's the motion that led directly to the hearing that's happening this week. Yes. Two and a half years and th later. that's because this hearing is to determine whether or not the courts will accept this as a class action lawsuit. Yes. Okay. And the lawsuit itself is based on uh, anybody who has problems with cumulative effects from all of these sources because you've just mentioned um, hydro lines, a telephone, uh, microwaves. Uh, what are the other kinds of things that can cause, uh, uh, that can accumulate? Well, electrosensitivity is also the result of a multitude of exposures. If we understand the cumulative effect of chemical contamination. I mean, you're you're contaminated with lead once, and uh, you, you know you had the you get over it in a year, a year and a half, and then you don't get exposed again. You're fine, but if you get exposed to lead continuously at a very small dose, we can call that cumulative effect. Right. Okay. The same goes with uh, electromagnetic fields all kinds, low or high frequency, I believe. Okay. And uh, so talk about um, your friendship with Charles and, I mean, because you guys have been working uh, uh, to try and uh, prevent, basically, there are fixes to some of the technology. It doesn't have to be... Um, these, these technological, uh, there are technological fixes to prevent this kind of damage. Of course there are, and they are very simple. The problem I have 
is I have an industry who doesn't even look at the corrections that can be made, that can physically correct the situation. And the effort, the uh, political and financial effort is not made. You see, you have to connect all the houses to a microwave communication system, you're augmenting the electromagnetic field hash. Now, all these units emit radiation, albeit at a different level from one another. But if you combine it all, the man or the woman has a cell phone, a deck phone, a microwave oven, plus those Zigbee chips that are installing in all the apparatuses that you use in your house, such as your fridge, your washing machine, and so on, you're just augmenting the hash of the, 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 the circumstances in which you live in is just a pure microwave field augmented by the communication. Excessively, uh, continuously communicate. Right. So, you know, what we're told is for the reason of finding out what's going on and, and then being able to, to bill you because you open your fridge eight times instead of four or you wash too much clothes or whatever, and you're going to be billed for that. So, it's like living in a smog. If you have a solution for eliminating the smog, you use it. You, you, you basically implement the technology to, to cut it down. The effort is not being made by industry to cut everything down. Right, right. So. And so that's what you're hoping to do with this case? Yes. And, at uh, least, yes, at least make them conscious that the, the accumulation of all these electromagnetic waves of any kind will have a detrimental effect. We're already seeing on the cell phone base, tablet base, computer base, effects on children, on their eyesight, on the way they communicate, on their general uh, health. Uh, it's harder in schools to forbid cell phones. Perhaps students in a, in, in a classroom who are communicating with mommy because mommy told the text that they're going to be late, that student is not being very concentrated in his work. To give you an example. Right, right. In any industry. So, very complicated subject, very delicate subject. Uh, well, my understanding is that uh, baby monitors are among the... Uh items that people are worried about as well. I mean, it's uh, uh, anything that has, uh, that's not plugged in directly to an internet source or whatever is, is, is constantly emitting. Yeah. Uh, printers. Um, yeah. I mean, the number of items in addition to the smart meter, the deck, uh, the hydro wires, all of the other things you were talking about, the the number of other 
sources are, I mean, it's it's uh, getting bigger and bigger all the time. Yes, and already studies have been made, and we know the effects. We know the results. We know also that the human environment getting polluted at that level. If anything happens, God forbid, if anything happens, somebody dies from this, it's going to be very difficult to prove. But I've, throughout this lawsuit, the building of this lawsuit, I've learned and I've met people who already have gone away from their house, who are living in their car, who are becoming homeless because of this. When yeah. they want treat yeah, when they want treatment, they go to the hospital and they come out through the psychiatric ward. Uh, which is not right. I mean if somebody can figure out they're intelligent and by the way I have to say this. All the people that I've met concerning this subject are all responsible people, responsible citizens. They have houses, they have responsibilities, they have jobs, good-paying jobs. I've met doctors, I've met pilots, I've met engineers. I don't think that these people are crazy. You can't qualify that kind of uh, psychological affection on people like that. It's impossible. You can't do that. But you're saying because they are um, ex sensitive, their uh, symptoms are being uh, are not being believed. They're 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 thinking that this is something that they're imagining. Exactly. And is that no, because the is that because the symptoms are so severe? Can you describe uh, the kinds of people you've been talking to? Well, I'll give you an example. We have an affiant. I will not give her name. But she used to be a first responder, first responder as an, uh, an ambulance um, nurse, vaccines, uh, etc. She worked a lot with uh, communicating devices in the ambulance unit. She worked in a person who has knowledge about medicine. She understood what was going on, and she understood why she was being affected. Being affected means having the loss of concentration in her job, loss of uh, uh, mind fog, things uh, all rela related to the communication systems they have in ambulances. They communicate with 700 megahertz. And that's that's a lot. Well, it's the uh, the, the civil security system. It's a, a bit more powerful. Oh, okay. So that would be so it's for someone who's hypersensitive, that would affect them even more. But they wouldn't know what was actually affecting them. So the kinds of yep. symptoms is they can't sleep, like you had. Um, what are the other kinds of symptoms? Mind fog. Uh, Dermat dermatological problems, skin problems, hair problems, 
uh, loss of appetite, loss of weight, and everything involved when you start to realize that something is affecting you and, and psychologically when people tell you you're crazy when you're not, uh, it can affect you in your life. Well, I'm sure. Especially when you're so, trying, busy trying to figure out what's wrong with you. Exactly. Exactly. <coughs> and so now, that's why, so because of this work, that's why you agreed to be the named representative. Yes. Okay. And so what has that, like, uh, what has that process been up until now? I mean, uh, this, uh, this is um, uh, up to four-day hearing to try and determine if this can be, um, a class action. A lot of work, a lot of worry, uh, a lot of research, a lot of communication with specialists. Um, the, the, and the you're being treated for you're being treated for leukemia still, right? Which means going. No, no, I'm not treated. I am diagnosed with chronic leukemia. It's a very slow leukemia. Okay. Okay. When the time comes to be treated, I will treat. I will be treated, but not now. It's all these kind of conditions. It's always wait and see. So every six months, I have to go to the hospital and do a blood test and see uh, the levels that are affected. So far, so good. I built myself a Faraday cage in my room. There, I measured with the apparatus is required to measure microwaves and high frequencies and low frequencies. My measurements are at zero as soon as I go out the house or in the living room, anywhere else. But my room, all the, the hash is augmented. So what do you mean the hash is augmented? The, the microwave hash, the the, the the radiations are augmented. I, I'm not going to Faraday the whole house. I don't have $3 million to put in that stuff. Right, right. Oh, I see. So you've Faraday it so that when you sleep, you're not affected. Theoretically. Theoretically. Assuming that, that it's actually working. And, yes. and that the devices that you have can actually measure. Um, exactly. Right, okay. All right. So, um, what's going to happen this week then? What uh, What are you uh, What are you planning for? A good fight. You're going to be going in to watch Charles, I guess, because the watch, lawyer. Watch him, though. Rather, my role is more of a. I'm the class rep, so I. I know the subject, I know the case, I know the affiants, I know the people that I'm representing. I also know that I, mm, I won't be able to speak, not a word. So my job is to be part of this lawsuit as a rep. Right, okay. okay. And that starts on Tuesday. Yes, ma'am. Wow. And uh, and assuming there's it, it could end on Friday. Assuming it could end on Friday or Thursday. Right. I doubt very much that we're going to be very long on this because it's a complicated subject. But in the general general sense of the lawsuit, that will be up to the judge. He will decide. 
Right, right. Okay. All right. And I guess I'll check in with you uh, after that. Um, I guess now I just need to ask you the one question that, uh, oh, um, uh, the one question I ask all of my guests because it's uh, unapologetically Canadian. Uh, are you Canadian? Do you consider yourself Canadian? Yes. And if so, what does that mean to you? I'm a Canadian, and it means that I'm in a country based in law, and in law there are rules, and I expect the system to obey and to follow the same rules that I follow. We are a country of law, and I am trying very hard to make sure that these laws are applied and applicable. To everyone, right? Uh, you know, I will not submit a political opinion on this. <laughs> no, it's not necessary. You don't not necessary. <laughs> Whatever. But depending on the results, there might be a political opinion. But then that I'm reserving that right for later. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and was there anything that I didn't ask you that you were hoping to mention about the case? Well, I'm going in this case with a very open mind. Um, I have worked in the film industry, and I have known technicians that died because of overexposure to certain electronic equipment. They died very silently, with no legal consequences, and that also shocked me a lot because um, in the film business we used we use a lot of electricity of all kinds direct current or AC so I don't know it's just uh, you know it's like it's like the asbestos thing I mean the miners were told were told there's nothing there and then finally they were all dying off left and right of uh, the affliction that asbestos makes us sick after a cumulative uh, exposure. The same with lead, the same with pesticides. So I think there's something there to be done, actually. Right, right. Well, and you're doing it. I mean... Yeah, you've put a lot yeah, of effort into this. Yes, and hopefully the debate will will, will be true. You know? Hopefully it will. Hopefully it will. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you, Marcel. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, I appreciate all your work on this too. Well, thank you for your work. Fantastic. All right. Take care. You too. We'll Have a good evening. Court. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to Unapologetically Canadian. This episode was brought to you by Notable Nonfiction. Notable Nonfiction teaches people to grow through their own ingenuity. Find out more at notablenonfiction.com.
Lucky Land Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.